Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, it doesn't matter who the host is. Today's Monday, 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 December the 7th of 2020. Ah, day 342 of the year and only, 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 only. You ready for this? 24 days left to go. Oh, my Lord. Isn't that wonderful? Anyways, how are you doing this fantastic Monday morning? Oh, yes. Monday, Monday, Monday. Yes, that it is what it is today. I am so excited to be here amongst you. Yes. Amongst the living and the hopeful, yes, I love being here, hanging out first thing in the morning, getting to do the things that we do together. Anyways, you are listening to the Rated R Safety Show coming to you exclusively from Orlando, Florida in the Safety FM studios, which would be the place that I am hanging out in right now. So just in case you did not know, now you know. Anyways, we are coming to you live across the multiverse. Yes, I did say the multiverse of Safety FM, doing some different things around and about and all that kind of fun stuff. So thank you. Thank you for coming and hanging out first thing this morning on a Monday. And all I have to tell you is, hey, hey, hey. You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show, and now you're in the mix. Yeah, I <laughs> don't know why I was hung up on that all week. Anyway, so that's what's going on. Let me tell you what the show's about, just in case if you're new to this Monday coming on for the first time. 
This is what ends up happening. We talk about safety and we talk about the news and then we talk about safety in the news. We have some professional broadcasters that come about, talk about what's going on inside of the world of news. And then I come back in and then give you some other stories that we will focus on. And then I kind of give you my nonsense and what I think about it. And then we kind of go from there. We take some conversation pieces of what's going on inside of the box. So you can actually come out, talk to us inside of the box. And we are coming to you on Safety FM and we will also be on Safety FM+. Plus. Yes, we'll talk a little bit about that here in a little bit, baby. So let's continue going on. So let's talk about the trends and what was going in through the side of the trends over the weekend. So taking it from the very top, hashtag I wear a mask because was trending on Saturday as Twitter users shared their reasons for wearing a face covering besides the mandate saying to do so. The respiratory therapist tweeted that she wears one of the take care of patients purpose. And a teacher wrote that she wears one to keep his students safe. And, of course, my watch has decided to talk to me real quick and be able to see them on a daily basis. The majority of the tweets that wear, they wear masks because it's the right thing to do. So there you go. That was what was trending over the weekend via hashtag. Let me give you some more here. Hashtag we are weird <laughs> circulated on social media over the weekend in response to the release of the Youngblood's new album Weird that dropped on. Friday. So there you go. That was what was circulating around that particular time as well. Another hashtag that was making around the weekend. Hashtag stop left purge. That's stop the left purge was created in effort to bring awareness to censorship taking place on social media, such as sites as Twitter and Facebook. Many tweets touch on the fact that those on the left were not bothered when conservative accounts were being shut down. Shut down. Hey, <laughs> but now that is ha that is happening to them. They are starting to question things. Following President Trump's rally in Georgia on Saturday, leftists started sharing the hashtag MAGA is canceled. MAGA is canceled. That was the hashtag. Tweets called out for the Trump supporters telling them to turn their dunce caps, a.k.a. MAGA hats, and admit that Trump had lost the election. So those were the hashtags that were circulating. I can't even make this shit up if I wanted to. That's the interesting stuff of what's going on inside of the world. So hashtag I wear a mask because hashtag weird are we hold on. We are weird. Hashtag stop the left purge and hashtag MAGA is canceled for the ones that were making the circulations around the corner and around about. So there you go. That's what I got going on for you. You know how that goes sometimes as we talk about the different things that are going on inside of this lovely world of ours. Anyway, so let's get you into some feature story news because I think that that's going to be the important part next. And then we'll get you moving and grooving with some other idiocracy here on the Rated R Safety Show. Yeah, I think it's the Rated R Safety Show. Did we change the title yet? I, I'm not sure. Here is the news on the Rising Our Safety Show. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Ollie Barrett. Talks between the UK and EU are resuming in a final bid to agree a post-Brexit trade deal. With negotiations on a knife edge, Boris Johnson's indicated he could walk away without a deal. Lucy Hoff reports from Brussels. What happens in January very much depends on how things go during Monday's crunch talks. EU chief negotiator Michel Barnier has briefed EU ambassadors in Brussels with a gloomy assessment of the state of the negotiations, saying the ball is in Boris Johnson's court. The UK Prime Minister is due to speak to his EU counterpart by phone on Monday evening. If there is no breakthrough on the level playing field and fishing rights, then both sides will step up no-deal planning this week. Lucy Hoff, Brussels. 
Six COVID-19 patients have died in a hospital in Pakistan after oxygen supplies fell too low because of delivery delays. Dozens of patients were left on reduced oxygen for several hours in the hospital in Peshawar. The Serum Institute of India has applied for emergency authorization for AstraZeneca's COVID-19 vaccine, which it's manufacturing locally. It comes after Pfizer on Saturday is understood to have applied for a similar authorization. India added almost 33,000 new COVID-19 infections in 24 hours on Monday, according to latest figures. Rebecca Bundan reports from Mumbai. Serum Institute of India is the world's largest producer of vaccines by volume. The AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine candidate, which Serum Institute is manufacturing in India, can be stored at temperatures between 2 and 8 degrees Celsius. Pfizer's vaccine requires far colder temperatures for storage, which would create a challenge in getting the vaccine to smaller towns and villages. Both companies are seeking emergency use authorization from India's drugs regulator. India is the second worst affected country behind the United States in terms of total COVID-19 infections. Rebecca Bundan, Mumbai. One of Germany's largest states has introduced tough new COVID-19 restrictions as it struggles to contain a pre-Christmas resurgence of the virus. Bavarian State Premier Markus Söder says existing partial lockdown rules hadn't done enough to slow the spread. Trent Murray reports from Berlin. From Wednesday, Bavaria's 13 million citizens will be asked to stay at home unless they have a valid reason to leave, including for grocery shopping or visiting the doctor. The rules are some of the toughest measures seen in Germany so far, but come as Bavaria's state premier said the health situation facing his state was becoming incredibly serious. There will also be a nighttime curfew of 9pm in hotspot areas of the state where the rate of infection is particularly high. Schools are also being asked to move some of their lessons online, and there's uncertainty about whether the tough new rules will be loosened for Christmas. Germany has already been under partial lockdown for five weeks as it struggles to contain a resurgence of COVID-19. The number of available ICU beds across the country continues to fall. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Well, there you go. Some world of the weird, some world of the interesting, some world of something or another. That is for sure exactly going on, taking a listen to what is going on inside of this multi-world of ours, of all the fun stuff. So anyway, so (laughs) there you go. There you go. We are still in the mix. There you go. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I don't know what's going on this morning. It's just going on. Anyways, let's talk about what's going on at the top of the shit list, and that's where I kind of take over and take a listen to what the hell is going on inside of the show. There we go. Bringing you information you never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so taking it from the very top of the shit list, here we go. Houston police rescued about 30 people being held hostage in a possible human smuggling operation. The rescue happened after a man was seen running down the street in his underwear, claiming that he had been held against his will in a nearby home. Officers entered the home and found 28 males and one female being held. Prosecutors revealed that the Honduran national illegally entered the country and has been charged with harboring the individuals. He will be, he will make his first court appearance today. If convicted, he faces up to 10 years in federal prison and $250,000. So there you go. Some human trafficking cases. I know though for a period of time, 
We were having a lot of conversations about that in regards to what was going on inside of the world of human trafficking and what was going on inside of there and talking about missing kids and exploited kids. So let's probably talk about that for a moment as we talk about it because we need to reference it. And that's going to be our fine friends at missingkids.org. If you're not familiar with them, you probably need to go there. They are actually talking about missing and exploited children anytime that you go anything above an amber alert, anything above those lines, they are there. They have information and exactly what is going on. So if you want to see missing kids that are missing throughout the U.S. or potentially just in your area alone, you can go there and find out some more general news on what is going on inside of that particular world. I think that those things are always important if you have the opportunity of doing so. So please take a look at missingkids.org. Keep in mind, they are not a sponsor of the show and would never want a for a non-for-profit uh, or a non-profit to actually be charged for any kind of thing here, just in case, so we can talk about that. Anyways, let's talk a little bit more. A British woman is showing off some holiday decor that has been dubbed the country's oldest Christmas tree. The artificial tree, which was originally purchased back in 1920, the current owner's grandmother survived one of the worst nights of bombing by the Germans during the Sheffield Blitz. It's the, it didn't survive on scratch, uh, however. The owner says that it was struck by a piece of shrapnel and blown into an adjacent room during the bombing. Apparently, it has held up in places and in, with, in places and with pieces of tape as they have been done so throughout the years. So if you're interested in taking a look at it, it is readily available online. I really think that I should probably start doing a shortening link when I say those things. Because I kind of feel like I'm ripping you off. Like, okay, so why did you tell me this if you're just not going to give me the direct link? Maybe I should be like, hey. Oh, hold on. Wrong button. Hey. Now it's in the box. So there you go. You're in the mix. Anyways, let's talk about Steve Wozniak. Yeah, you know Steve Wozniak. You know, the guy from Apple. No, not the jobs guy. The other guy. Yeah, there is a guy by the name of Steve Wozniak. Steve Wozniak has launched a new company more than four decades after starting Apple with the late Steve Jobs. Wozniak has created a force, a company that aims to use cryptocurrency and blockchain technology to make it cheaper and easier for companies to fund environmentally friendly projects, according to the NASDAQ. How it works is that investors can purchase cryptocurrency tokens called Wazix. Wazix, named after Wozniak. Really? I would have never guessed that. Thank you for letting me know. To buy the energy efficient projects, the purchase are then tracked by E-Force, who looks at the energy saving archive by the project and then returns the investor into the form of energy credit that can make can be used or sold. Wow, it sounds complicated. I don't know. So as you as a safety pro, yeah, you, yeah, you, look, look, look how it goes dark. You, um, as a safety pro, what are you doing? Like, seriously, what are you doing? Are you doing the cryptocurrency stuff? Are you into the Bitcoin of the world? Are you doing the blockchain stuff of the world? And if you do, can you please give us a lesson and please explain this to us on how it works? I mean, when I look at financial advisors as Tom Likas, yeah, I did say Tom Likas. If you don't know who he is, look him up. He's a great guy. Tom Likas and Dave Ramsey, I might need some extra help. Yeah, tell Tom to blow you up. He'll know exactly what that means. I love me some Tom Likas back in the day. (laughs) 
<laughs> Some people might not agree with that, but that's okay. A California man battled a bear to save his pit bull named Buddy. Buddy was outside his home in Nevada County when his owner, Caleb, heard the growl and saw the bear with a dog in its mouth, according to the Sacramento news station. Caleb told the outlet that he ran outside, started punching the 350-pound animal in the face until he let Buddy go. The dog required three-hour surgery and had some stitches, but is expected to make a full recovery. Hold on. Hold on. Hold the phone. How the hell do you know what the bear weighed? And in this corner, weighing 350 pounds, the bear. And in the other corner, weighing at who knows what, Caleb Benham of Sacramento. So there you go. So that's kind of interesting. And I shouldn't probably joke about that because this is serious stuff. What would you do if you did see your pet outside being mangled? And it is mangled by a bear. I mean, we do have some bear problems, believe it or not. In the glorious state of Florida, inside of here, uh, besides the alligator issue, we do have some bear issues. We also have some other kind of issues, but that's a whole other story. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think it's kind of weird. If I walked out, number one, I don't really have a pet that goes outside. Um, so I don't know how that would end up working. But I always kind of look at that and go, how do you do these things if they're interesting to you? Anyways, let's continue. The man charged with killing Amanda Knox roommates, Meredith Kircher. Kircher has been released from prison. Rudy Jude. 33 was sentenced back in 2008 to 30 years for killing a 21-year-old British exchange student. According to the Telegraph, his sentence was reduced to 16 years on appeal. Now, Crude has been granted permission to serve out the remainder of his sentence, which ends in March of 2022 with community service, according to The Sun. So when you hear stuff like this, you get 30 years, you get kind of pushed down on appeal, but then you kind of get let go and you get to do the community service stuff. What is your personal opinion on it? And I'm asking opinions. Yes, I did get to the feelings section of the story here, but I wonder about that. Because don't get me wrong, I'm not saying people cannot be better in going back into society. They cannot actually have settled their their debt to society. I'm not saying that's not the case. But what is your feelings on the whole subject matter? 30 years, got out in 16, give or take, paying off with community service for the rest of it. A lot of stuff to talk about for sure. But I don't know. I kind of just asked the question. It's a lot of strange stuff. Don't get me wrong. I know that it's weird when I ask these questions about these things, but I always am curious. I'm curious on other people's opinions on stuff because, you know, we're always together and in the mix. You are listening to something magical. (laughs) You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Yeah, you are. You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show here on Safety FM. A winter storm had dumped more than a foot of snow of parts of the northeast, causing hundreds of thousands to lose power across Maine and New Hampshire over the weekend. Accidents littered the Massachusetts Turnpike as the rain turned into snow on Saturday in New England. And the Northeasters was the first big snowstorm of the season and hit part of the u.s so what do you so here's the thing dudes here's the things ladies and gents here is the things my binaries 
How do you handle weather circumstances in your organization? Do you look at it and go, there's conversations to be had across the board? Do a lot of cancellations happen? Now, I will tell you, when I served my time in Texas, there was a great thing that when any kind of ice, especially black ice, was on the ground, boom, everything came to a halt because we in Texas do not know how to drive in ice. Or in snow, or in anything for that fact. And I'm not picking on the people in Texas. I'm just telling you how it was when I was there. But keep in mind that I have been a native Floridian now for several, for a couple of decades. The decades of decadence. So definitely those things have occurred and changed throughout. So I don't know if it's gotten better or how things actually work. But I tell you, when it snows, people freak. I'll tell you if I'm traveling, you know, when we used to do that thing. Um, I would actually go about, and if it started snowing, I would drive extremely snow. Or let's say slow, because I wasn't driving snow. I would drive extremely slow because of the fear of not knowing exactly what I was doing. And that's how that came about. And those things worked out. So I always find it interesting when we start talking about snow and winter and how people were doing stuff. Now, unfortunately, the next part I'm going to share is heartbreaking to me. I've known about this since last week, and I hate to share this information, But here we go, talking about it real quick. Radio Disney will shut down in 2021. The move comes after a significant restructuring at Disney as the company places greater emphasis on streaming platforms and TV operations. Launched back in 1996, Radio Disney mainly catered to preteens and teenage listeners with pop music songs from Disney Channel shows. It also became a way for young artists such as Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez, Justin Bieber, and Ariana Grande to boost their profile before they came before they became perverts. No, I'm joking. Um, before they could actually, you know, be in, to a bigger stage. But here's the thing. This is actually taking place before March. Now, if you are familiar with Radio Disney, Radio Disney has Radio Disney, of course. They also have Radio Disney Country, and they also have Radio Disney Latino. So Radio Disney Country and Radio Disney will be gone. Radio Disney Latino will stay because it's actually ran by a separate entity. But they are getting out of the business altogether of of broadcasting, of broadcasting radio. And yes, there is a big emphasis on Disney Plus, and I understand that. But we talk about this, and we look at it and go, okay, well, Radio Disney seemed to serve a bigger market. It has for a long period of time. It also tells me there's a spot on Sirius XM available. Hi, I'm still here. Um, That is available. That will be coming up as well. But what I start taking a look at is that this medium that we talk about in radio, we're taking a look at these large broadcast companies that are not using it anymore. And that's okay. And we start seeing more of the streaming platforms and things to that extent. But I'm noticing a turn in the market of when it comes directly to podcasting and on-demand streaming. And as you can see, we still focus on the radio station here. We still focus on the podcast network, but we also have been focusing on what we're deeming Safety FM Plus. And I guess that's where we're going to start seeing more and more changes on the market. Now, it was kind of funny over the weekend. I have seen two more safety pros come out of the box and actually now start their own version of communities with videos and 
in in boxes to chat in and all that. And that's great. I love seeing different things going on. I always think it's funny on how some of these things come about on how we have all similar mindsets on what needs to be done. But when I start taking a look at one of the big companies and I start seeing that they're going away from it, what happens next? Does that become a hole in the market or does it mean that it's actually going away altogether? Now, if we were having a conversation right now saying that Disney is getting rid of radio ESPN, we might just call it a day at that particular moment because who the hell knows what's going on there. Now, there have been some rumors circulating right now that, number one, Disney has about 79 million subscribers on Disney Plus and a little over 10 million on Hulu. If you don't know that, Hulu is a Disney company. But there has been some rumors circulating that there might be some merging going on between the two with it becoming just one giant platform. Now, I don't know if that will include ESPN, but that has been making the circuits and the sequence over the little bit here. But so it'll be interesting to see what will happen next. I'm always curious on what's going to happen inside of the world of broadcasting because you know i love it so much as we stream we're on the radio and we're on a podcast but like i tell you time and time again we are a radio station that does podcasting that also does streaming and we can't do what we do without you right there in the box or in the mix oops what did he just say we at safety fm don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests now back to real safety talk on safety fm okay so let's talk a little bit more walmart is making christmas magical with the holiday drone light show yes you heard me correctly the show features light spectacles from 1000 drones according to sound of holiday songs such as Run Run Rudolph and Frosty the Snowman, according to the statement. The first two shows happened over the weekend in Kansas City and Kansas City, Kansas and Dallas, Texas because Texas and me have some fun. The rest will be at Walmart locations on the following dates. Wednesday, December the 9th, San Antonio, Texas. Thursday, (laughs) December the 10th, Doswell, Virginia. December the 13th, Phoenix, Arizona, Wednesday, December the 16th, Charlotte, North Carolina, December the 18th, (laughs) Sacramento, California, and last and not least will be on December the 20th in Fayetteville, Arkansas. To enjoy virtually, check out www.walmartdroneshow.com. That's www.walmartdroneshow.com if you want to see the thing digitally. It'll be kind of fun to see. Now, I don't know if you did watch Biden's acceptance speech on when he was nominated, but there were some fireworks at the end. That was drone driven, which was kind of cool. If you did take a look at it, I'm just saying, just throwing that out there to throw it out there. Not any political affiliation as we're sitting here now in the mix. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, cannabis sales hit a record high in the U.S. over the Thanksgiving weekend. One of the top cannabis research companies, Akerna, stated that the coronavirus crisis is behind the increased demand of product this year, supporting the claim of New Frontier data, which reports that 4 in 10 users increased their overall consumption and and, and more than half turned into can, turned to cannabis to improve their mental health this year. So there you go. Some different things to talk about for sure. 
I don't know. And maybe, you know, I want to talk about this later in the week, but maybe I should just kind of drop a hint now. It's interesting, and don't get me wrong, cannabis is cannabis, and depending on what you're doing and the field that you're in and how you manage safety, it's good, bad, or indifferent, depending on perspective. But we also have to start talking about other drugs that people are using during these times that are what we call enhancers. Enhancers, and I think that that's a whole other conversation that we could probably have at some point this week to talk about that, about some of the things that we're seeing in trends that are going around and about in that particular regards. But interesting on about how cannabis was up this year, number one, but at the highest over Thanksgiving weekend. Are you trying to tell me that hanging out with your family can be super ass stressful? Who would have guessed that? Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, here we go. The founder of the startup that helps car drive themselves is now a billionaire. Luminar Technology CEO Austin Russell, 25, landed a hefty fortune after the company's stock market debut last week. The Wall Street Journal reports that Luminar shares surged nearly 37% going into the weekend, making Russell's the world's youngest self-made billionaire. And I did say billionaire. The Florida-based firm makes LIDAR, <laughs> LIDAR scanners that use lasers to autonomous, to autonomous cars, a three-dimensional view of the road, what works around them. So there you go, Luminar Technologies. Congratulations on using technologies to help develop the industry of transportation. Because I have to tell you, I have such a love, 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 love for that particular for that particular industry. When it comes to the whole world of transportation and logistics and warehousing, I fell in love many, many years ago. The love has never, ever, 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 ever. Did I say ever? It has never left. Safety never sounded so terrible. Rated R Safety Show. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So here we go. We're talking back inside of the box, talking about the things that are going on. And all morning long, I've been saying on how we are in the mix. So most people would expect me to drop some kind of music next. Because that's normally how it goes about and around and about and all that kind of fun stuff. But that's not what we're here to do this morning. What we're here to talk about and mention and focus on and all that kind of fun stuff is the following. What we want to reference is this. You know how we all work inside of an organization. We all work at a place where we have to be involved with different portions of what's going on inside of the world. And this is the portion or the highlight that I want to focus on for half a minute, baby, because that's what we need to focus on. Think about somebody inside of your organization that you respect a lot. Think about somebody inside of your organization that you have conversations with when something goes wrong. Does it necessarily only revolve because they are, quote unquote, a safety person? Is it always only related because they're an operations person? Is it always, quote, unquote, because they're a boss? Is it always, quote, unquote, because they fall into X, Y, or Z? Or are they in the mix because they are just part of a team? 
And maybe that's what we need to start talking a little bit more and more about as safety professionals out there. Because I will tell you, when I was actually working day in and day out at organizations where I kind of sat, at, at where I did the desk jockeying thing, I had people that came in all the time to talk to me. It's because we had an open door policy. So if you wanted something to talk about, you would come in, talk, and have that those conversations. It was what was on the mind. And what I would see a lot of was the following. I would have people come in and sit, and we would start off with a normal conversation about what was going on. But then people sat there and would tell me about problems that are going on. And the problems could range from anything. They could range from something related to work, to problems that they were having at home, to problems that they were just having with X. And it always became interesting that being part of that mix was something that was always curious to me. On how we would turn around and say, hey, it's time to listen to what was going on. So after developing that and being able to actually have conversations with people and realizing that they didn't only want to talk about safety, what I did with a lot of the safety managers that were reporting to me at the time is every Monday we would do this thing that I, and I will tell you, I directly stole it from the entree leadership stuff that Dave Ramsey teaches. Not a plug, just letting you know. And we would ask them to give us three highlights of the previous week and three lowlights. And what I noticed at the very beginning was very similar to something that I had heard Dave Ramsey say, which I didn't think would be the case, but it ended up being the case, where people would start talking, number one, about what was going on at work. But then it got to the point where people were even in telling me about highlights that were going on inside of their personal life. And I'm talking about stuff from my kid graduated from X. My kid did this last week. I personally had this occur. I dropped X amount of weight. And it wasn't that I did not care because I did care. But it got to the point where people felt more and more comfortable enough where they could have conversations about anything that was on their mind, even if we did not see each other on a daily basis because of something as simple as that. I also kind of knew the heart of the people that I interacted with quite significantly. Because keep in mind that the people that, are, that were the, the safety managers at the time that were reporting to me, that were part of the team. We interacted all the time, but I could kind of understand some of the pain points and believe me, I'm not going to sit here and go because I had the, the low lights and the highlights. I knew their pain points and all of a sudden I knew how to manage people, how to treat the team or anything to that extent. Cause that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I had a better understanding of what was going on. I had a better understanding of what problems could be occurring. And believe me, let's get realistic. I, I hate talking about that bullshit that people reference that, oh, yes, when you get to work, you must act in this proper matter. And this is the hard line where my personal life stops. And now I am just a work person alone. That's not true. <laughs> I would love to say that's the case. And that sounds like very 80s oriented, maybe early 90s on how that would work, but that's not the reality of the situation that it goes on. I remember a scenario, some, it was a psycho scenario, and if I almost if I tell the story, no one's going to believe me, but I was working inside of a, a transportation company. Someone called the dispatch office, and this guy calls and says to the dispatcher that all of a sudden they had actually 
kidnap this dude's kid. And the dude loses it. And I don't know if it was just somebody kind of doing, you know, well, at the time I did not know better saying if some, it was just somebody kind of playing the game of, you know, doing a hoax on the phone. But the guy totally lost it, which I understand. But under normal circumstances, people would be like, no, you need to leave home at home and work at work. And it's just crazy. I mean, it's just crazy some of the stuff that comes about that we kind of have that mindset from time to time. But I also take a look at this and go, maybe we need to understand that we're involved more inside of the mix than what you think. And what do I mean? I mean that we're involved in the mix on a day in and day out basis. I want to be able to know that I can actually stand with the people that I interact with and know exactly what's going on based on conversations alone. And believe me, I can have conversations with people that are not related solely to work. I think case in point has already occurred, Um, but that's something to think about. And maybe that's part of more of something that you might need to develop as a person inside of an organization that interacts with others of having a better understanding of people. And I always tell you, some of the best team members and leaders that I've ever got to interact with, it's never been about labeling. Like, I hate hearing companies or people inside of companies where they tell me that thing of, well, that's not, that's not my department or that's not my problem. That's their thing. As far as I'm aware, when I'm working inside of a company, we're all part of one team. If you contact every average customer, they don't know the difference between department A and department B. They know that you are a representative of X company. So maybe that's sometimes some of the mindset that we need to take when we're trying to go into the mix when we're talking to people. And when we say, hey, we need to know a little bit about more. We need to know a little bit more about what's going on with our people. And believe me, I'm not trying to turn this into an HR lesson because that's not the case. What the hell do I know about any of that? But I look at it and I go, there's so many opportunities that sometimes we leave on the table opposed to actually trying to understand the human element of what is going on. Sometimes life isn't perfect in my personal life or in your personal life or in our team members in personal life. So can they give you 100% when they're at work? No. And if somebody gives me that bullshit of giving 110%, please let me know how you do the extra 10% in your tank because I want to understand that one. But it's stuff like that that you need to think about. Well, you don't need to. I would recommend strongly to think about and maybe start having those conversations and maybe start implementing something where you have closer bit of a human factor when you're interacting with people. Keep in mind that some of the best leaders, it's not the department that they represent. It's the actual way that they care about people that people do tend to remember the most. Think about it this way. Sometimes you won't remember the things that occurred exactly on how they happened, but you'll sure as hell remember exactly on how you felt on what they happened. Think about it that way. I can give you a million examples. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the home of real safety talk. You are listening to Safety FM. We'll be right back. I'm a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family and I don't do skits with my mom. I'm a real lawyer, a damn good lawyer, the best lawyer this state has to offer. And I've built a reputation for standing up for the people of this country, righting the wrongs. You may not agree with all of my views, but when it comes to trying cases, there's only one view, justice. And justice is what I get. 
Fiker Law. That's why we're unstoppable. You say you're tired of the old. You say you're ready for the new. I bring you the revolution. The revolution is here. Safety FM Plus, available December 1st, 2020. Find out more at safetyfmplus.com. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Well, you know, you always have to try to be something, and that's for sure, when we're talking about it, talking about all the stuff that is going on inside of the lovely world here, and that is for sure. Anyway, so last week we talked briefly about nostalgia on Friday, and boy, wasn't that a fun conversation, as we did talk about it. But I have to tell you something going on inside of the world of TV real quick related to nostalgia. Tim Allen is slipping back to his role of Tim Taylor in Home Improvement as part of the Ultimate TV crossover. It will happen as part of the ninth and final season of Allen's current sitcom, Last Man Standing. Allen will appear as Tim the Toolman in the second episode of season nine when his character's Mike's wife Vanessa hires a repairman who looks a little like him. Taylor starred in the Home Improvement series from 1991 Last Man Standing returns on Sunday, January the 3rd. So there you go. If you're interested in nostalgia, there's the perfect opportunity to do so. Anyways, let's talk a little bit more about celebrity news. I'll give you a couple more things and let's talk about that. Dennis Quaid is totally immersing himself onto the role of Ronald Reagan for the upcoming movie bearing the name of the 40th president of the United States. And now he's got a piece of memorabilia that actually belonged to the Gipper. After cashing the, a deal with Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars, Quaid checked out several treasures belonging to the late president before entering into negotiation with Harrison over that one particular item. In the end, Quaid scored for scored it for thousands of dollars. But what exactly? It won't be revealed until Pawn Stars episode next year. Reagan, Reagan starring Dennis Quaid and Penelope Ann Miller as Nancy Reagan will premiere in 2021. So there you go. A lot of things going on there. Let me talk about real quickly about a handgun. I just want to share this one with you. A handgun used by the late Sean Connery in the first James Bond film sold for $260,000 at auction in Beverly Hills on Thursday, topping earlier estimates for a piece of Hollywood history. The deactivated semi-automatic pistol, which, allow, which, which along with the smaller model of the PPK, became one of the film's franchise best-known images, was used by Connery in the movie Dr. No back in 1962. Julian's auction had it freely estimated the gun would fetch up between $150,000 and $200,000. But no, it did not. It actually went for much, much more. So there you go. Talk about it real quick. Let's talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. That's the fun thing.
<laughs> so there you go. Stick in the mud. Can you stand? Can you stand up? Okay. Can you stand one more update for those mysterious metal monogamous that have been showing up and disappearing after the past few weeks? Now an artist and groove that has claimed responsibility for two of them are selling the ten foot monolith on their website for $45,000, which includes delivery and installation. According to the post, the Instagram, the most famous artist has posted two, one of the Utah site and the other one near a warehouse. There is a third photo showing the site in California where one monolith still stands in the comments. Follow. Was it you? The account responded repeatedly saying, if by you, you mean us, yes. So far, no answer about the Romanian monolith, though. But I would like, but I'd like to bet that you could get that one for less than $45,000. That's the first thing. And well, there's no fun if they didn't come from aliens, especially if you're going to be paying 45 grand for it. And if I knew I could sell them for 45 for it, um, 45K for it. I would have claimed them too. I would have said, yes, I was the seller of it and definitely would have had somebody make one. Okay, I'm just joking about that part. I wouldn't have done that last thing. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, in the age-old question, who wears the pants in the relationship? Although much of the focus in recent years has been improving the equality for women, a new study says that men believe that they are the ones with less power in relationships. Here we go. Researchers in Sweden surveyed 808 Americans about the areas they consider most important in their life. And they asked each about how much power they felt they had over those aspects. They found that while American men say that in public, they feel more powerful than their significant others. They perceive themselves as holding less power in private women. Yep. They all, <laughs> they also feel that they are stronger force at home, finding that they are especially in important because both men and women were found to agree that having more power at home is the most important aspect of life. I definitely have more power in the in my relationship unless it has something to do with decor or food or vacation or child raising or Christmas plans or what I wear. Okay, hold on. Hey, wait, maybe I don't have what I think. And guys, how would you answer that question if your wife was, wasn't listening? I mean, you know, what is really the answer? And ladies, if you ever want to make sure that you have the power in the relationship, just ask him if he knows what day it is and to judge by the look of the fear on his face, then you'll know exactly how much power that dude has on what the hell's going on. That's for sure. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, here we go. Burger King Japan recently debuted its latest sandwich containing more than one pound of beef. But no bun. The Extreme Super One Pound Beef Burger has tomatoes, lettuce, cheese, onions, and... Well, that's a sandwich right there between a total of four beef patties. Because of its high meat count, the 1.12 pound or 0.5 kilograms bunk bunless burger cost a bit more, more than most, going for about $13.50, more than three times the price of a Whopper in Japan. Okay, no bun, but it, but it comes with napkins, I would hope. Because I'm sure that that's going to be a greasy thing. That's for sure. A French chef nabbed Guinness's world record by creating pizza with 254 varieties of cheese. Benoit. 
cooked up the creation in February, and it has been validated by the Guinness Book as the pizza with the most variety of cheeses. Well, we'll go figure. I would hope so. The chef spent about two hours weighing out the dozen of grams of each type of cheese, winding up with more than one and a half pound or 800 grams of the stuff on the 12-inch pizza, costing more than $1,000 to create. What did he slice with it? Um... Because I'm going to say, how did he slice it? That's the first thing. And then number two, there is a tiny URL for it. So thanks for setting that up after I said it. So go to tinyurl.com, Y4, and this is the number four, number seven. So Y47KLQAX. That's tinyurl.com, Y47KLQAX. If you want to take a look at it. And no, I don't think that they sold anything by the slice. Just in case, if you wanted to know, old school skills that are that are becoming completely absolute or obsolete, obsolete. Let's talk about that real quick. Reading and writing in cursive these days, it seems like the only time the kids need to know cursive is when they get a card from their grandparents or hopefully when they're signing their name. Well, at least I would hope so. Um, dialing a rotary phone, although kids learn the skills about in about a minute let's face it none need to know that skill anymore but i'm sure it would be fun watching a youngster try to use a rotary dial phone nowadays sewing martha stewart says that it's still becoming for practical and educational reasons it can help develop planning and math skills and hand-eye coordination and the fact that ripped the jeans that are so popular because no one knows how to sew them anymore okay that's sarcasm navigation with a map and compass reading a map helps People's reasoning skills and understanding compass directions can also be handy in a pinch. It's tough to compete with technology behind a map app, although another law skill, and this is definitely a skill if you remember this, is definitely folding a map. That would be another thing that is a lost art form. Looking for something in a dictionary, a thesaurus, or an encyclopedia is difficult enough to find one of these things in a book form, let alone actually looking them up. In fact, that there is only one general encyclopedia still in print, and you can easily use a dictionary. I have no And if you can't easily use a dictionary, I have no words for you. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Remember phone numbers? What? Who does this? Yeah, that used to be a thing. Remember when you used to know like your friend's phone numbers or important businesses' phone numbers or even your own phone number? Yeah, I do know some people that don't even know their own phone number. That does happen. On the other hand, today's youth are awesome uh, uh, having a pizza delivered anywhere, anytime without speaking to anyone. So I guess that's that's kind of a plus column type of thing. So take a look at it in that particular fashion. More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R Safety Show. Safety in a way never heard of before. The Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, did you know, did you know, did you know an investigation has been launched after an unprecedented draw? That saw six consecutive numbers selected in South Africa National Lottery. 20 people claiming that they shared the jackpot of last Tuesday's draw, which sparked widespread allegation of fraud or error when the numbers were drawn. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. While the number 10 came up as the Powerball bonus. The 20 players won $5.7 million 
Rand, U.S. equivalent of $370,000 each, and another 79 ticket holders won about $6,283, which is equivalent to about $413 for guessing the correct number but missing the Powerball. So there you go. So it'll be interesting to see what exactly happens next. But damn, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and the Powerball number being number 10. Now you're in the mix. So there you go. A lot of interesting stuff there. Listen at your own risk. Rated R Safety Show. Well, somebody has to listen at some kind of risk, that's for sure. So a lot of stuff going on this lovely morning as we're getting ready here. You're still listening to the Rated R Safety Show exclusively on Safety FM. That's for sure. So let's talk about what is going on inside of the world of the swamp. Oh, the swamp. Yes, the swamp. Joe Biden is expected to tap Xavier Becerra as the lead of the Department of Health and Human Services. He currently is the Attorney General of California, a position previously held by Kamala Harris. So much for diversity. What? What? That's what I said. Insiders say that the formal announcement will come early this week. So there you go. It's looking less and less likely that President Trump will go out quietly into the night. Axis reports that Trump is telling friends that he'll hop on Air Force One and arrive at a rally event time to coincide with Joe Biden's inauguration on January the 20th and announce his intent to run for 2024. Uh, The White House gave noncommittal response. Anonymous sources who claim to know what the president is or is not considering the idea when President Trump has the announcement about his plan for for 2020. Uh, (laughs) We will let you know. Or for the plan for January the 20th, not 2020, because we already think that we went through 2020. And I think we already saw what the plan was, (laughs) didn't we? Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so let's talk about the world of the lottery. The lottery, yes, you know, that thing that happens ever so frequently that people like talking about and doing and all that kind of stuff. No winter for Friday night. Mega Millions drawing Tuesday's drawing will be for $264 million jackpot or $199.8 million cash payout. No winter for Saturday night's Powerball drawing either. Wednesday's drawing will be for $262 million jackpot or $199.4 million cash payout. So there you go. If you're interested in any of that stuff, that is readily available for you. I have to tell you, I'm about to give you the countdown for the weekend, but I think I talk way too much about HBO Max and I'm going to do it one more time right now. So just want you to let you know because you're in the mix. Did you know that they have a list of Christmas movies listed on HBO Max? called it happened around christmas and i was so excited to finally finally see someone acknowledge batman returns as a christmas movie it was heartwarming to me and i also did see die hard on the list and less than zero a lot of other movies too but man was i excited i i made several phone calls after discovering that over the weekend anyways let me tell you what's going on inside of the box office let me give you the top Five, even though I will tell you that number 10 was the re-release of Die Hard at $189,000, but let's move forward. At number five, The War with Grandpa was at $329,000. At number four, All of My Life, $350,000. At number three, Freaky with $460,000. Half Brothers, $720,000. And The Crudes, A New Age, made $4.4 million. That was the number one movie in the box office. So there you go. 
lot of interesting things going on there. Also, I don't know if you caught it over the weekend. Surprise appearance. Eminem made a cameo on Saturday Night Live. The rapper appeared in a segment called Stew, which featured Pete Davidson parroting M's 2000 single Stan. In the sketch, Stu was obsessed with a fan of Santa who, obs- who obsessively writes him a letter begging for a PlayStation 5. As the letter goes on answer, Stu becomes frustrated and angry. At the end, M appears at the TV of Stu's basement dressed as the Chris- a Christmas where he opens a gift from Santa saying, saying a PlayStation 5. And, and, it sa- and it says, I didn't even ask for it. I guess Shady must have been good boy this year. Sorry, Stu, you fucked up. So there you go. That happened all on SNL over the weekend, in case you missed it. As And also, it happened. Announcement came. Need to share it now. Floyd Mayweather announced on Sunday for who is his next opponent will be. And I think this might be a little bit of a shocker to most. A 43-year-old undefeated boxer will face off against YouTube star. Yes, I did say YouTube star. Logan Paul on February the 20th, Mayweather's last professional bout in the ring was against Conor McGregor back in 2017, while Paul's professional fight saw him lose to fellow YouTuber KSI. In 2019, many may recall his brother Jake Paul recently KO'd ex-NBA guard Nate Robinson. So there you go. Floyd Mayweather is scheduled to come back to fight Logan Paul. See what happens there. Interesting times for sure. Anyways, let's talk about things that happened back on this day. And if we go back on to 2018, Kevin Hart steps down as host of the 2019 Oscars after past homophobic statements he made resurfaces. Hart has given his ultimatum to to either apologize or he would be replaced. He chose to step down and later posted a video on Instagram where he didn't apologize or admit wrongful doing, but instead said that he was getting to be beyond getting to be beyond crazy. I the show would go hostless and it would be the first time that that occurred since 1989 that occurred back in 2018 so there you go if you want to talk about birthdays for today here we go aaron carter turns 33 c thomas howell turns 54 ed hall turns 62 larry burns 66 turns 64 today tom waits turns 71 and there you go a lot of stuff going on inside of the box right there with that so let's talk a little bit more before we get you moving and grooving on to the next things for your day let's talk about let's talk about it let's talk about it let's talk about what you want to hear about the bases of bs for today so here's a little bit of bs for you for today the name of the lint that's gathering at the bottom of your pocket is known as is known as nur buttermilk does not contain any butter a person with a burn of seven percent more cal hold on a person will burn 7% more calories if they walk on hard dirt compared to pavement. Humans shed 40 pounds of skin in a lifetime, completely replacing the outer skin every month. Most liquid laundry determinants are alive with living organisms that help break down stains. And a penguin once, once was knighted back in Norway. So there you go, just in case, in case you needed to know. Here's another stuff. Here's some slices of BS that you might want to know for today. It's officially that time of the year, the holidays. You can tell, too. The Starbuck baristas are now spelling your name wrong on the eggnog lattes. 
Madame Tussauds in Las Vegas has revealed the new Sandra Bullock wax figure that insiders call flawless. In fact, it's so real that her ex, Jesse James, has already cheated on it. Goo Goo Dolls singer Johnny Resnick turned 55 over the weekend. Her His birthday was completely... Oh... <laughs> indistinguishable from birthday party for the guy from Matchbox 20 or the guy from Third Eye Blind. So there you go. Prohibition ended this week back in 1933. Prohibition would uh, wound up being such a bad idea that historians now believe that those who came up with it were drunk. Saturday was the birth date of the late Walt Disney. He was born back in December 5th of 1901. If you're looking for his grave, it's not hard to find. That's the spitting sound making... <laughs> making oh my god that's a spinny sound because of miley cyrus bella thor demi lovato selena gomez Lindsay lohan shia labeouf what's that keep up keep going okay britney spears and uh zach efron oops what did he just say we at safety fm don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests now back to real safety talk on safety fm okay so if you need some days to celebrate for today today's national pearl harbor remembrance day national illinois day national cotton candy day and international civil aviation day so there you go there are some days that you can celebrate if you need some stuff for to do if you need a random joke here you go a weekend wasted isn't a wasted weekend if you need some trivia for today, I don't know. Do, do we have time for the trivia? No, skip over the trivia. Okay, if you need a phone starter, let's go with this. What is the stupidest question you've ever had? Have you ever heard? Or was that what I just asked? Uh, if you need something for the water cooler for today, try this one. An online survey says that women are unsure what to get their husband for Christmas. We'll probably just buy this. What is it? A wallet. And then here you go, here you go. If you need something, if you need something to think about today, I got something for you. Ego. Once everything falls into place, I'll feel peace, Spirit says. Find your peace, then everything will fall into place. Think about it that way as you move on throughout the day. Anyways, you've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show exclusively on Safety FM. Thank you for coming out, hanging out, and doing what we do here with us, you, I, together. You've been listening to Safety FM, home of real safety talk. That's what we do here. We talk about safety all day long. We goof around from time to time, have some fun, but want to make sure that we are bringing you the best that we can just for you exclusively here. Anyways, thank you for taking a listen. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you, mean it, and goodbye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.